FS Uncovered, a podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. I'm Kristen Marquis, Marketing Assistant with M&M Service. Today, I have with me Tony Haber, our Energy Marketing Manager, and Scott Wilson, Manager of Customer Risk Management for Growmark. So thank you guys for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Kristen, for having me. So, Scott, um, you are new to the show, so could you give us a little background on yourself, uh, background in ag, how you started in the Growmark system, and your path to your role today? Sure. Um, so, prior to, to Growmark, I didn't have much of an ag background uh, with my work. Um, when I was younger, my grandparents did own a farm, and I was there pretty frequently, so growing up, I was... Uh, on the farm quite a bit, but um, yeah, I, I've been in finance most of the time uh, since I um, got my, my master's degree, and um, I always liked markets, so when I first came to, to Growmark, um, I was working in some uh, treasury areas and working on finance and stuff like that, and um, I wanted a job where I had the opportunity to work with uh, markets more, so um, ended up uh, seeing this role in energy, and uh, talked to uh, Harry Cooney, who is uh, my predecessor, about what they did on a daily basis in, in this role, and um, really enjoyed it, and uh, that's what uh, kind of led me to this role. So prior to this, like I said, I was in Treasury at Growmark. I was in accounting for a little bit, uh, and then I was also on our uh, implementation team for implementing our ERP system at Growmark as well. So um, yeah, that kind of led me to where I'm at today in this role. All right. Thanks for sharing. So today we would like to talk about risk management. So could you tell us what exactly risk management is and what it means? Sure. So um, what we're trying to do, my team and, and I on a daily basis, is uh, we're watching markets and um, looking for ways that uh, we can help mitigate risk for our customers. So. We try to uh, watch what's going on out there and provide advice and recommendations uh, to help our customers and then also in turn help their end users just kind of navigate the risk markets and what's going on out there. There's a lot of stuff that goes on and I know a lot of these uh, people, our customers and end users, are uh, they don't get to sit and watch markets like we do. So they're in trucks and delivering and hauling and farming and stuff like that. So uh, there's a lot of metrics we utilize to, uh, to try to mitigate the risk for people and, and uh, use that information as well as we can to provide timely advice and, and recommendations on when to purchase fuel. Scott, when we look at, we talk about risk management and contracting overall, I think a lot of people... Yeah. Want basically the, the information say well what, what's the what's the best day to, to buy when, when is it going to be the cheapest and obviously those aren't questions that uh, <laughs> that really anybody knows despite uh, yeah. despite what I think some people may 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 or may not believe but what what's a as a for a cut for any kind of customer whether it's a, whether an ag or construction or trucking any type of of, uh, of industry. What would, what would be your advice as far as what, what they need to consider when they when they look at, at, at wanting to do forward contracting? Sure. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that uh, we look at, and I would definitely advise people to look at. Um, number one would be just the current market setup. Um, for instance, uh, you know, um, sometimes it's a contango market, which means that there's carry in the market and the price 
uh, increases as you go out each each individual month, and sometimes markets are in backwardation where uh, the near-term price is a little higher than actually uh, some of the futures prices, so and a lot of that's driven by supply and demand and things like that. So just the current market setup, that's that's one of the things you should really focus on and see what's going on out there. Next, obviously, would be like fundamentals. So what's going on with supply and demand? Obviously, it's a big driver of price. Um, you know, if, if the U.S. is producing more or less or OPEC is producing more or less or something like that. So um, supply and demand, obviously, a big driver in what's going on. Uh, we saw that uh, quite a bit with COVID, too, with the huge demand destruction that we saw. Um, that, that was an event that I had never seen in my lifetime. So it was just incredible, the amount of demand that we lost. Uh, when, when COVID hit. So uh, another thing to look at, too, is this geopolitical, uh, what's going on globally, like in uh, in politics. And not necessarily just politics, but um, that, that's kind of the, the blanket statement here for us, geopolitics. What things are going on globally that can really impact um, energy markets? And not just energy markets, but the economy uh, as a whole. So and then uh, another thing, like I said, just, just the economy, what's going on? Um, what's, what's the dollar doing? What's the value of uh, treasury markets, things like that. What's the stock market doing? So there's a lot of correlation between the energy markets and, uh, and, and some of the other economic markets, um, especially financial markets too. So that's something we're trying to watch pretty closely and they all tie together to some degree. So that's another thing to really watch is the overall economy and how that's uh, impacting energy markets as well. And then uh, you can get into some technical analysis as well where you're looking at uh, trading patterns and moving averages and Certain indicators or things like that that are going to show you if, uh, if a position is potentially overbought or oversold, um, things like that. So um, there's a lot of there's tons of different technical indicators uh, that you could watch or look at to, uh, to see uh, to try to time uh, a good time to buy uh, in the market. And then uh, last of all, another, I mean, there's tons of things. The last thing we really look at pretty frequently is uh, seasonal. So a lot of seasonal patterns as well. As people in the energy field have probably seen, a lot of times uh, there's an old adage that says the best time to contract fuel is between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. And that doesn't always happen, but traditionally we do see um, a decent dip that time of year, um, sometime in that time frame for both futures and basis prices as well. So when those are both down, obviously you're going to have a, a cheaper uh, cash price in the market. So um Seasonals don't always work, but like I said, they, they do probably 90% of the time. So we usually see some pretty heavy contracting volumes in that time frame, which means that our customers um, are seeing that as well. So that's another thing we're, we're watching pretty frequently um, with, with markets. Scott, you talked about the, the seasonality and how, how we see shifts. And like you said, indicated that, you know, traditionally that time, that time frame between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day uh, over history has been the time to look. We obviously have years and, and where that's not the case. You know, how, how do you look at those types of changes over, over the business? How your outlook has adapted, how is it adapted to look and to change the way we have our behaviors? And do you see the next few years more of those changes to where you know, the outlook is much more untraditional timeframes that we have to look, are, are forced to look at uh, based on the environment that 
that we happen to be in because it, frankly it'll be we see that significant change yeah that's a great uh, great question so that's one of the things I feel like um, people sometimes um, focus on a little too often is the seasonality and um, like you said we're, we're constantly evolving stuff information's getting to us quicker um, and so I, that's one of the things I like to try to not do is just say, well, you know, now's the time to do it. Uh, and 2020 was a great year that showed that, that it doesn't always work. So um, as you recall, we were getting into uh, the early part of November and prices were still pretty low. And I think everybody just assumed that prices were going to dip even further because we saw prices in, in March and April that were half uh, future prices were half of what they were sitting at in November. So um, I think a lot of people just assumed it was going to happen again this year. And then when you saw the run up, I mean, it's almost doubled. So, uh, in price for futures uh, contracts. So, um, that's one of the things I, I do want to get away from is just relying a hundred percent on seasonals and trying to get that, uh, that idea out to our customers as well and end users. Because I know when customers are getting a lot of calls, a lot of those are coming from the end users as well. So seasonals do play a very, very important role. Um, but it's, it's not the end-all, be-all. So, yeah, we're trying to look at some of the other stuff. Um, some of the things, like, for instance, like when we were seeing those prices in, in November, um, like I said, that it, you know, there were about double of what we saw in April but hadn't started moving higher yet, we were looking at things like crash spreads, um, which is, uh, you know, the throughput of, of crude through, uh, through the process to uh, refine that into uh, gasoline and, uh, and to heating oil. And... Uh, those spreads were pretty weak, which means that there was a pretty good chance that even if crude prices didn't move higher, um, that the products potentially could. So that was one of the things we were looking at. Um, and, of course, all the other market setups and, and fundamentals and things like that as well. So um, seasonals, like I said, are good. But, yeah, trying to really branch off from that and come up with different ideas and not just rely completely on that seasonal time frame is, is what I would like to do, and I think customers should look more into that as well. Yeah, the the day to day volatility anymore. Uh, it's it's almost overwhelming. I mean, I I kind of you know started you know 15 years ago, kind of really being involved with uh, with fuels and, and propane and, and marketing, and you know back then you you might have seen a change of a couple cents a week. And and now just the the range it has even in a single day is is uh, it's really wild when you when when we see the the volatility that that we have over the last decade. Uh, what I mean is there you've given us a lot of a lot of good information on on what what things that we need to look for. Uh, is there any other any other advice tips uh, anything you uh, you, you hadn't touched on uh, that that our, our listening audience may need to know. Yeah, so another good bit of advice is um, I feel like this goes for the uh, the stock market too, you know, or, or anything when you're dealing with markets. But don't worry or try to hit the bottom because more than right. likely it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> try to buy stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that, we get that question all the time, you know, people will call in a contract and, well, is it the bottom? Well, if we all knew that, we'd be lying on a beach somewhere, right? That's um, what we always say, yeah. 
I mean, Warren Buffett's the, the greatest investor, at least of our time, and probably of all time, and um, he'll say it too, like, you're not, you're not going to hit the bottom. It's just not going to happen. So look for good opportunities. Uh, you know, try to try to buy price breaks if you can, and and look to buy stuff on sale. You know, so and then if you don't hit the absolute bottom, you know, it's like going into a store, right? And it, it's there's a shirt you're going to buy, and it's twenty five percent off, right? If you buy it, you still got twenty five percent off. If you go in next day and it's thirty percent off, eh, it's a bummer, but you still got a twenty five percent off. <laughs> so look at the the markets like that. So um, and when you're when you're looking at contracting, uh, like I said, don't focus on the bottom, but if you think the prices that you lock in today will be, you know, for a certain time period, are going to be better than the rack prices when you need that fuel, then that's a bargain. You know, you're, you're buying it uh, cheaper than you'd get it for in the future. So focus on that using some of those um, some of those techniques I, I kind of spoke about earlier, uh, the market setup, the fundamentals, the technicals, and the seasonal, um, to try to uh, utilize those to, uh, to, to make your decision. Would you would you would you say another good good piece of advice would be what you know no matter what line of business you're in if you're using a you know if you're losing a, using a price as a fixed fixed cost for a project or, or 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 marketing something for for the next year and that number fits in line with what you're budgeting you know a good you know might be a good time to 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 do that as well and instead of focusing on uh, uh, like you said, hitting that bottom and, and completely potentially missing out and, and, and having that pricing move higher than what you had budgeted. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point, too. I should have probably hit on that. But, yeah, if you can, uh, if you've got something locked in your budget or if you're a retail uh, person and you can, you can sell something and lock in some margin and you're okay with it, that just eliminates the risk for you. So, um, and that's what we're trying to do here. A lot of times it's not about how much money you're making, but how much risk you're, uh, you know, eliminating from, from doing this, uh, this contracting. So yeah, that's a great, uh, great point, Tony. Yeah. If it's something that fits in your budget and you're okay with it, um, yeah, definitely a, a good time to do it. And one of the things we say most of the time too, if we've got, we've got customers that are, um, that are, that are contracting, if they sold something, get it covered right away because like you said, the market moves so fast now. You can easily um, cannibalize a lot of your your margin um, trying to gamble. So uh, it, it's not worth doing that. If you lock it in, you got the margin you want. Definitely worth just doing it instead of gambling. Yep, good advice. Good. Thank you, Scott, for all that information. Lots of information. Yeah. <laughs> One last question for you: What advice would you give someone uh, new? trying to establish a career in your field? Well, that's a great question. So um, I believe having a passion and an understanding for, for markets, um, since you're working with them every day, is, is how I think you get your start. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in the energy markets. I mean, before I came up here, I didn't know a ton about uh, fuel markets. I, I was, But I was very versed in the stock market. I was, uh, you know, trading myself in the stock market. I was buying uh, uh, options as well. So things like that. So everything correlates. So if you know what's going on in the stock market, you've got an understanding of futures and options, uh, and you do some of that stuff yourself. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do that was just to get better uh, with some of those investment vehicles. So uh, things like that. 
Um, then just staying up to date what's going on in the overall economy. Because like I said, everything correlates to, to some degree. So it uh, doesn't necessarily just have to be what's going on in, in the energy sector, but what's going on in the economy? What's the dollar doing? What are interest rates doing? What are, you know, and it's just the news as well. Like COVID, like I said, was huge. So um, knowing how that could have impacted stuff and trying to, and it's just like the stock market too. You're trying to see how something that's happening is going to impact something in the future, right? So oftentimes when you're buying a stock, you, you know, I think about five years ago, uh, Amazon had no, Income. They were not making a dime, but everybody was buying them up like crazy, buying the stock because of the future earnings potential that they had. So think of it kind of the same way as the stock market. Like how could something that's going on in the market today uh, really impact the energy sector? So um, that's that's stuff I try to do to um, to just get better when I first started. I just made it easier when I started my in my position, um, just because I had some background with the stock market in it. So I think that's a great. Uh, starting point. But just really having a passion and understanding for markets in general is definitely going to make it easier uh, when you start working with, with energy. Awesome. Great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Scott, before we get you out of here, one last thing. Uh, we're, we're approaching summer. Temperatures are better. We're coming off of a, a cold snap at the back end of this winter. Uh, really important question. What, what are your Least favorite, most favorite things about summer? Just anything in general. Work-related, work personal-related, uh, things as growing up, things as an adult, anything. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, work-related, um, I, I do uh, enjoy contracting um, as much as the next person. But uh, we are, like I said, this seasonal stuff is so crazy. Um, I imagine we're probably... Averaging 350 to 400 phone calls a day for our group in the winter. Or in the summer, uh, we're probably averaging 50 or so. So it's nice that when we're not as busy, so we have more time to reach out to customers and try to strategize and try to um, show them new ideas or techniques or things like that instead of uh, just answering the phone and putting contracts in. So I do really enjoy the summer better because I think we can have more in-depth uh conversations with our customers and not just try to get off the phone to answer it again for the next person coming in. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's one of the things I really enjoy about summer and a work related, um, work related, but, uh, for personal, uh, just the warm weather and being able to be outside and play with my, my kids and, uh, looking forward to taking some trips and things like that. So, um, just, just being outside, is just so much better than being cooped up inside. And I'm sure everybody's got that same, Sentiment just because of all the COVID stuff we've gone through the past <laughs> year. So it's going to feel great to get out this summer. <laughs> Definitely. How about least favorite? Least favorite, huh? Um, uh, well, my wife's a teacher, so my wife is home uh, with all my kids all summer. So it's hard for me to go into work every day and leave them, and now they're having fun <laughs> going into the office. <laughs> That's that's probably the least favorite part of it because I just feel like I'm missing out a lot of times with with the fun stuff that they're doing. So uh, that's probably my least. But I know that they're having fun, so that's good too. You know, at least somebody's having. And I, you know, I enjoy my work, but definitely, it'd be nice to be home with them when they're uh, spending time doing stuff in the summer together. Yeah, I feel that too. The my my wife teaches. Yeah, you 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 get up, you're you're gone and. Do, do you, do, is your wife like mine and you get the, you get the midday texts so that you kind of get, you kind of get it rubbed in what they're, uh, they're out about doing while yeah. they're, uh, 
sitting there grinding away. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we're at the park today. We're at the pool today. We're doing this today. And I'm like, oh, I'm sitting at my desk today. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, that, yeah. That's, that's great. Thanks for, uh, yeah. thanks for letting me know. During the day, but you don't want to miss it, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great that you're enjoying the pool as I sit here and work on a spreadsheet. Uh, that's, uh, that's really exactly. great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I know you're, I know, I, I know you're paying on that. I, I get the exact same thing. <laughs> well, thanks again, Scott, for joining us today and all the great information. Yeah, no problem, Tony. Krista, thank you both for the opportunity. It was fun. It was enjoyable to do this. Like, it's always fun to talk about this stuff. So, yeah, thank you. Yep. Hopefully, sometime soon we can we can we can have you back again and, and, and get it, get good. more more in depth because I know with this topic we really just scratch the surface. So hopefully we get more in depth. That'd be great. Anytime. Okay. Well, this has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of Eminem Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app. Thank you.